My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. Boyd Varty, Dispatches from the Boundary Walk, Journal Entry. There are a lot of reasons to walk. You might walk for exercise, relaxation, exploration. None of these were our reasons. Our reason was more the classic intention of masculinity. The archetypal desire to challenge yourself. The simple wish to push and see if you can. It was Duncan, Londolozzi's general manager, that first escalated the situation. I had suggested that one morning we should do an enjoyable long walk through the bush. That's a nice idea, he said, which is what he says when he has a better one. Or, he went on, we could walk the entire boundary of Londolozzi. To be honest, the idea unnerved me, the reason being that I am someone who fairly regularly walks distances of up to 25 kilometers, and I know how well walked you can feel at that mileage. So the idea of doing double that certainly gave me pause. Duncan, on the other hand, was using a strategy that has worked for him in the past when facing long mileages. It's a kind of powerful psychological denial, the deep belief that everything would be completely pleasant. This is where he planted his flag. Slowly, a plan was hatched. We recruited the two Jameses, Head Ranger, James Sushon, and Londolozzi Digital Storyteller, James Turrell. We would be a four-man team. All of us were pretty good walkers, but more importantly, we were good talkers, and stories on long walks eat mileage. We mapped out the route, a glorious 50-kilometer circumference. Then we shot our miles off around the camp that we could do it in under nine hours so that there was enough ego invested to keep us going. The route would take us through all of Londolozzi's beautiful terrain, along the Sand River, through the beautiful clay soils of the eastern boundary, dense with tambuti and jacket plum groves, then down to the deeply secretive south, where unexplored dry river beds were the home to huge trees. The route would bring us through the open areas with its black cotton soils and red grass, teeming with zebra and wildebeest. We would cross the river again into the north, follow the land's beautiful undulations through sandfelt and silver cluster leaf. We prepared ourselves the night before. Sun cream, plasters, hats, extra socks, electrolytes. And we went to bed with that wonderful feeling of anticipation that one has before a day spent on one's feet in the wild. By 6 a.m., as the dawn was breaking the next day, we were on our way. I could tell you in quite linear terms about the day. I could tell you of the sunrise and the way the stars gave way to the morning. 
I could tell you of the freshness of the air, and a beautiful herd of giraffe that ran next to us, perfectly symmetrical as we walked. I could tell you of an incredible moment where James spotted a lioness through thick bush on our flank, how we all stopped as about 40 meters ahead of us the Ensevu pride crossed the road in beautiful golden morning light. I could tell you about so many of these moments, but that would only be half the story. A day spent walking in nature is somehow more than what happened. It is more than sightings and encounters with game. It's archetypal and metaphorical in some more mysterious way. When a group of people travel a great distance by foot, it is as if some ancient part of us is activated. Like thousands of years of no nomadic life coded into our DNA emerges into the intangibles of walking together. Some of those intangibles are a deep sense of belonging, a natural flow of stories to help get through the hours, a sense of care born of the understanding that energy ebbs and flows and the group's job is always to lift its individuals. The desire to keep going slowly, step by step, no matter how sore or tired you are. And inside of this, the understanding that the root is a process and all you have to do is let the process teach you. We made tremendous time through the first 25 kilometers, delayed only by the lions and then two bull elephants that crossed our path. In the south, we met some rangers from a neighboring reserve and took some time to stop and be courteous with a few hellos. But generally, we walked. We walked with strange pains transferring around our bodies. We walked through ever-changing terrain. We walked past ostriches and impala. We walked on roads that seemed to have different personalities, grassy, uneven roads that were like a complicated lover requiring you to constantly watch your step. We walked on roads that felt like easy friendships and roads thick with sand that felt heavy with grouchy energy. There is something both wild and mentally restful about being on your feet. I remember when I first started working as a high-performance coach, one-on-one -on -one sessions done walking constellated a much deeper conversation than sitting across a table from someone. As I walked now, I was also appreciating the robust physical capacity of animals, animals that move almost exclusively by their own feet. All the time we chatted easily and let the splendor of the reserve drench us with a feeling of gratitude. I think again of how shared endeavor in nature has built into it a kind of team spirit. In places, the views west to the mountains and east into the Kruger National Park oriented you in a larger perspective. You experienced yourself in the center of this new perspective, which seemed to, in some fundamental way, expand life. I've heard it said that the experience of awe is the feeling that you are both vast and humbly small at the same time. For me on the walk, it was often like that. I thought of how walking is in some tangible way the feeling that you are participating in life and progress. Walking is a kind of grounded antidote to modern life, 
where so much happens digitally while nothing actually happens. Somewhere around the halfway mark, I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which was the best thing I've had in ages. Eaten under a tree on the banks of the Sand River, with mileage behind you and mileage ahead of you, I tell you I would have chosen it over any Michelin-starred experience. It placed me so in the moment. It was so perfect to be truly hungry. It was so simple. The second 25 kilometers was deeper. The long, rising and falling roads of the northern boundaries. Up the hill from us, framed against the horizon, a herd of elephants crossed the road. How are you doing there, Sushan? someone asked. I'm going to go inside myself now for a while, he replied. It's said in jest, but sometimes on a long, long walk, one must go inside to find the voice of motivation when the mind and body start saying, eh, why don't you just take a break? Dehydration and blisters had become a factor. Small niggles now became more painful. The legs ached. And yet, all of it in, in some way felt satisfying. Over 30 kilometers, one has to know how to manage oneself. You have to drink right and eat right and deal with small issues like the start of a blister before they become big issues, which they most certainly will over time. Eventually, on the far northeastern boundary, we turned for camp. Like horses turned for home, a tremendous fresh wave of energy came into us. We laughed and walked on aching legs. High above us, the battlier eagle cut across the perfectly blue sky. The winter air was the perfect temperature. The land was quiet. And all along the road, we walked our tracks onto the tracks of rhino and leopards. On the home stretch, it was as if a beautiful current of energy came straight out of the earth to carry us home. We walked back into the camp, a perfect 50-kilometer loop. It had taken us nine hours. We were weary, but in some way we were full. On one level, the day had been about walking. We had set out to see if we could. But of course, it had been about much more than that. In our journey around Londolozi's boundary, it was as if we had journeyed into the truth of what Londolozi does. The almost magical way that the place can take any experience and make it transformative. Our day had been about walking, but in truth, our day had been about so much more. It had been about the nature of wildness, friendship, beauty, gratitude, commitment. It had been about finding new ways to be immersed in nature, connected in ways that change you. Not that you had to try and change. In fact, without any effort, the natural world is a wordless, al alive presence in which we remember that being truly human and being truly natural are one in the same phenomena. In so many ways, our day had been a Londolozi day. This has been another episode of the Track Your Life podcast with Boyd Varty. Follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Varty, Twitter at Boyd Varty, visit Boyd's website at boydvati.com or subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player. 
please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it.